Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast Health and Wealth, where we put the well into wealth. My name's Dave Gregg and I'm your host for this podcast. On each show, I'll be interviewing different guests who'll be sharing their perspectives, anecdotes and experiences on what brings health and creativity to their lives. This will be to inform and empower you to adopt change. Now let's begin with our interview for today. Get ready for more information on how to be healthy, wealthy and the best you possible. Well, welcome everyone to another interview on the podcast I titled Health, Wealth and Creativity. The whole subject matter is within the title. My goal is to, was to, and still is to interview friends who I've known over a period of time and even just recently, who I think can inspire people through what they've done and where they are today. And my, my guest today is a friend and somebody who helped me a few years ago, but we'll talk about that there. Dr. Monica Gostick. Hopefully I've pronounced it right, Monica. Is that correct? It's, it's all right. It's Gostich as it comes Eesh. from the Balkans. Yes, but it's absolutely fine. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Brilliant. Yeah, thanks for coming along and taking time out for your work. What I'd like to just begin with asking you is, I'm aware that you're not a UK resident, so can you tell anyone listening where you're from and your journey from getting from your home country to Scotland? Of course, happy to do so. Um, Well, I am a UK resident now and I've been for quite a while. So I've been in Scotland for nine years, almost 10 years now. Um, But that journey was really, really interesting. I've never thought about coming to the UK. I never thought about ending up in Scotland, but life happens as it is. (laughs) So I am originally from Slovenia. Slovenia is a tiny, tiny country, very often, very frequently mistaken with Slovakia, which is a big country. Uh, We are actually next to Italy and Croatia, and we're a part of former Yugoslavia. And actually, the the war for independence happened when I was wee, so I still remember these things. So I grew up in that part of the world, and it is stunning. Honestly, love it. The nature, the food, the weather, it is such a paradise. Gorgeous, gorgeous part of Europe. And um, As I went along, I realized that I was a little bit different than other people around me. I didn't really fit into that environment. And I was trying to figure out who am I and where do I actually fit in. And I went to study microbiology as my undergraduate. And that kind of then took me onto Erasmus Exchange. That's a European program where you go and just study at different universities somewhere else in Europe. And for that, I actually chose Germany. It was really cool. I spoke German already. I learned German in school because we're such a tiny country. No one actually speaks Slovenian except for us. (laughs) So obviously we have to learn how to speak other languages. 
So I learned how to speak English at the age of five. I learned how to speak German at the age of 10 and um, fluent in Croatian language and Bosnian language. So there's quite a lot of languages happening inside Slovenia and also dialects. So my interests, my studies took me to Munich which was amazing. I really, really loved being in Munich. This is where I learned about diversity a lot. Being a tiny country means that we don't really have a lot of foreigners. We don't have people of different skin colors. We don't have different cultures. We don't have any diversity really we're just all very much the same so all the diversity that i've ever been exposed to was basically on tv so when i lived in munich for three years that was where i came across all sorts of people and i absolutely loved it and i realized that being an immigrant um an expat it was something that I really, really enjoyed. It wasn't the easiest thing to do, but I did enjoy being in a country that accepts diversity, accepts different um, personalities, <laughs> different hairstyles, different choices of style. Is it in your fashion? Um, and I really like that because, as I said, I've always kind of been a little bit different than my surrounding back home. So... I managed to finish my master's degree in biology in Munich at the Technical University of Munich. And the emphasis of my degree was genetics and neurodevelopment. And I really, really enjoyed that. I am such a massive geek for science. I love science. I kind of put science into any conversation if I have the chance to. <laughs> I talk science with my seven-year-old daughter. It is just such a big passion of mine so naturally I said to myself well I can't just stop with my master's I need to go further and go and do a PhD and even though I had an offer of employment in Munich in one of the companies I decided that no I don't want to work now I want to go and do a PhD get new skills really do science properly like a academic and I was applying various different places and in the end I managed to get a full offer from University of St Andrews in Scotland which is where I then ended up and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So my supervisor, an amazing woman, was there working on something that I was also interested in and we started creating a project that would be mutually beneficial to both of us. And this is where I've kind of realized that, you know, science is not just about someone telling you what to do. You also need to be very proactive. You need to have your own ideas, have your own voice. You need to really look around, do a lot of research to know what others have done and then find some niche subject that you want to be doing. So I've learned a lot of transferable skills as a PhD student. And um, five years after I've started, I have finished my PhD in genetics of dyslexia, genetics of neurodevelopmental disorders. And that was me, Dr. Monica Gossage. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to stay in Scotland for three years, right? 
or five years, as long as it takes me to finish my PhD. <laughs> but then life happens, right? We all know how that goes. And in the end of the day, um, I became a mom. I have a gorgeous girl, very inquisitive, very full, full, full of life. And decided to start growing roots in Scotland. This led me to develop my career as an academic. I went on to cancer research for a while at the University of Edinburgh. Um, I've been flirting with the University of Aberdeen for a while, but I haven't really made that step yet. Um, and then ended up back in St Andrews, which is where I am right now uh, as an associate lecturer and conveying that passion that I have for biology to my amazing students. So that is just, yeah, that's how I ended up in Scotland and why I'm still in Scotland. Thanks for that there. Yeah, that's a, a fairly colourful journey. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Regarding the, the science element, I, I wouldn't say I'm that um, academic in that area to be able to quote some journals or whatever text, but I'm really interested in science in the sense of, from an individual's point of view, I'll, I'll try and relate to this, hopefully people can understand this, uh, how if I'm going to progress as an individual, I need to take different steps and find out what works. And I'm pretty sure that's what a scientist does. Would you agree with that? you need to explore yes yeah absolutely i mean i always say to my students that being a scientist is 90 percent failure and troubleshooting and 10 percent success and it's it's about learning how you know how to eliminate things and how to understand things from different perspective and that just because we figure something out it does not mean that it holds true for everyone so we really need to have an open mind and shift our perceptions and so many things so for example when i was doing my phd one of my experiments suddenly started working and i didn't know whether it worked because of the happy coincidence or it actually worked because that is the truth for that experiment that condition so obviously you have to go and repeat it and repeat it and repeat in order to say, right, this holds true under this condition. But even though then it holds true, that doesn't still confirm your entire hypothesis. It doesn't hold true for everything. It just holds true for that moment in time under these yes. specific conditions. And that's what I feel is the same for people, right? It's like when we, when we develop as human beings, when we develop as people, who you were five years ago doesn't mean who you are going to be for the rest of your life. It it held true for you at that specific time and moment that, you know, that was you five years ago and that was your truth and that was your life. But as we develop and as we grow, we are exposed to different environment, different conditions. So we develop, we grow, we change. And so is the same in science. Science changes and grows all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, totally, totally. Now, I've I've known you for it must be it seems to be about seven or eight years. I think we met each other at a Tango workshop in Aberdeen, Aberdeen University mm -hmm. grounds, and and then since we became friends, then you did help me. I think it was about four years ago where yeah, I put on a bit of weight, then I wasn't feeling particularly good at that there. So you were really helpful 
to me at that point in time. We can go and discuss that there, but can you tell me, um, what was the, is there any pivotal moments in your life where you felt you could look back and think that was where I decided to make a change that was really oh. highlighted, you know, in your, your life? Oh, yes. Yes, I, I actually remember that moment distinctively. So when people see me right now, they see me as a scientist, as a multi-award winning nutrition coach, yeah. as a mother, an athlete, um, as a passionate dancer. I love to dance. So people see me as this person and they see me, they, they think, you know, I've always been like this. And as I just mentioned, like, doesn't hold true for people because we keep changing, we keep growing. Actually, my childhood was anything but rosy. Um, I was subjected to um, narcissistic abuse my entire childhood, basically for 20, almost 30 years of my life, really by my mother and things were not really okay physically with me and mentally and these two always 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 affect each other so if you're not physically well you will not feel mentally well and if you're not mentally well you're, you also won't be physically well as a consequence so as I was um, subjected to that abuse I was trying to figure out systems how to survive that environment that hostile environment that i was growing in it was a war zone at home there was constantly fights with one or another it was very difficult to try to progress in life and try to do something with yourself now i personally i'm a very loving individual i um, get attached to pets to people to things like i i'm just so full of love and I always been like that so it was very difficult for me when I was trying to give this love and get some love back obviously in return from family members and that never happened so I found shelter inside our fridge <laughs> so inside our fridge was a lot of good food and that suddenly became my coping mechanism I became a massive emotional eater and I, I believe that quite a lot of people can relate to emotional eating. Um, I, I believe we are like, you know, stress eaters or trauma eaters. And there's just so many different conditions that lead you to, right, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed. I'm so worried. Let me go get a chocolate. Or for me, it's cheese. I love cheese. So I go for pizza or just like melt some cheese on bread. So because I was such a big emotional eater and because I was trying to survive the trauma and the hostile environment by overfeeding myself and basically eating my emotions, I actually became quite big. Um, I had basically, I was a lot bigger than I am now and it was very, very unhealthy, especially for a girl my age. That resulted in a lot of other side effects, such as publicly being shamed. I was being bullied because I was the smartest child at school, but also the fattest child at school. So obviously, people were picking, children were picking on me for that. Um, I was never chosen to dance 
at school dances, you know, whenever we went for a ball, I was always the one who was left there because no one wanted to dance with a fat girl. So there was a lot of like shaming, bullying, um, neglect. I was basically invisible because I didn't fit into these societal norms of beauty and what whatnot, which are ridiculous. So um Obviously, at a young age, I decided to go on a diet because that's what people tell you to do. You go on a diet to lose weight and then um, everyone's going to love you again and you're going to love yourself. And I didn't know that that isn't true back then, but I tried every diet under the sun. And just like probably every person who's ever been on a diet, I have started off done it really really well I have shed quite a lot of pounds and was really excited but then three weeks down the line a month down the line I burned out and crashed because what every diet basically promotes is eat less exercise more right I tried basically everything like apple cider vinegar diet um, Atkins diet which is kind of a low carb I tried keto diet I tried um, separating food groups at you know you don't eat two different food groups at the same time um, I tried really really fasting honestly to the point where I was so exhausted from dieting physically and mentally that I fell into deep depression and gained all the way back, even more than <laughs> what I had before, and was just absolutely overwhelmed by feelings of shame, of guilt, of feeling incompetent. And I was thinking to myself, if I can't even lose weight, what can I do in life? You know, I was really stuck in that mindset of, I'm such a failure. I can't even keep my weight off. That's what I was thinking to myself. And there was a lot of mental health issues happening due to all of this. Um, funny story. I was, because of my brain, I was actually one of the two finalists to be chosen for a stipendship or scholarship from Slovenian army, which basically guarantees you to have employment after you finished your uh, studies at the university. And that would basically enable me to finish my studies as a microbiologist and have employment right after. And it sounded fantastic. They would fund me. They would give me money for me to do the studies. I would have a job security right after. And I would probably travel the world to different areas of the world to collect samples, to test for bio uh, weapons and stuff like that. So it sounded freaking amazing, right? I've done all the tests, they've checked my health, they've done everything, so physical tests, mental tests, and I was one of the two finalists in the end. And the condition that they gave me in the end of that, they were like, the scholarship is yours, but you need to know that when you enter the scholarship, you will also be entering the same training program as the rest of the soldiers. So physical programs such as running and all the other exercises and when I heard that part which it wasn't even then it, it was about to be five years from finishing you know my, my studies I was so convinced and I was so scared by the fact that I can physically not run five miles or whatever that I said to them I'm going I, I don't want your scholarship give the scholarship for, to the other girl I can't lose weight the end 
And that was one of the moments in my life when I was like, I have to start doing something about my health. I have to start doing something about my size because I have literally turned down the best possible uh, offer of my life so far. And it kind of really clicked. It really clicked. So from that moment on, I was starting to think about my health in very different ways and in ways that is not to do with dieting, but really proper mindset and body shifts that I needed to make in order to become a person that I actually wanted to be. Can you tell then, would you summarise then, due to the changes that you've made since then, what from a, I suppose from a mental point of view, a physical point of view, a social point of view, anything you can say, what's the, what are the benefits that you feel that you have gained from the changes that you have made? If you can tell me, and hopefully anyone who's listening, regards that. Well, I feel I feel two are not enough. <laughs> to emotional as well, um, emotional benefits. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's always obviously a lot of things that a person needs to work through. I I don't believe in blueprints. So, for example, when a person has a health condition, or let's let's take that a person is overweight and if a person is overweight there's no one way of solving that for them you can't just give them a meal plan and exercise and say follow this and then everything's going to be fine because what what's going to happen after what's going to happen after they stop with the meal plan and stop with the exercise there's no blueprint for that you need to take a person as they are the unique individual as they are and you need to help them shift perceptions and make really these complete transformation in their head and their body so that they can keep that forever and they can take that with them right and that's what i've started doing at that time so I was 19, 20 years old when I decided that I don't want to be dieting anymore. And I started shifting lifestyle changes rather than yet another diet. At that time, I actually met a health coach. And that was quite interesting because health coaches that time weren't really a thing. And it was like, oh, what is this nonsense that you're doing? Like no one, no one thought what, no one knew what, coaching was at that time really um but I decided to trust this person and she says she can help me and she did I've lost within like a span of just over a year I lost four stone of weight which is 55 pounds um but it wasn't the way that I lost it was the life that I gained through this transformational journey so that person was alongside me when I was going through all this and we we kept regular contact and she kept talking to me, not just about my body, my physical changes, but she kept speaking to me about my mental changes as well, shifting perceptions. It's like, it's not the number on the scale that matters, it's how you feel in your body. Are you having more energy? If you're not having more energy, why not? What kind of foods are you giving yourself what kind of food are you giving to your body that they're taking away the energy from your body what else is happening in your life are you stressed because of your studies how's the situation at home how are your finances you know we went through all these kind of conversations so she didn't 
just change me physically. She changed me mentally. And this process then led me to the path where I am now, where is that I qualify then as a nutrition coach and helping people to do the same, not to just lose weight. I actually focus on chronic illnesses like IBS, colitis, fibromyalgia, stuff like that. But um, it wasn't that one thing that I worked on. It was the whole holistic approach. So this is why when, when, a, peop- when a person asked me, can you take, tell me one or two things like I actually can't because there isn't one or two things it's just so many factors that are implicated in the way that I changed my life yeah absolutely and I, I agree with that what was what was going through my head there was the extreme example of something someone who gets in, invested in exercise and before they know it, it becomes all-consuming and they're they're so used to becoming so tired with it but they chase that buzz and feeling of exercise and I think people like yourself sit people down and explore that and to try to get I'm guessing get people to recognize you know it doesn't have to be like that you know there's 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 ways where we can introduce healthier patterns yes absolutely and that's why I created my movement as a I started off as a weight loss coach, right? And I realized that that is not my true calling. And I really don't want to be just a weight loss coach because that really sends the wrong information out there. It sends the information to people that there's something wrong with them just because their body's not of a size that society thinks is healthy. I've learned also as I progressed as a scientist that health has no size. You can be of bigger constitution and still very, very healthy, but you can also be lean according to societal standards, but very, very unhealthy. In fact, I have quite a lot of clients who are very lean, but they struggle with several chronic conditions at the same time. So the the fact that a person is healthy cannot be seen on the size of their body. It can be seen in their skin tone, in the complexion. It can be seen in the whites of their eyes. It can be seen in their teeth, in the strength of their nails and hair. So there's just so many ways that you can judge whether someone's healthy and size is the last part of it, right? And this is why I moved away from being weight loss coach towards creating this movement that's called Breaking Bad, And I also love it because B-A-D stands for balanced, authentic, deserving. And that's exactly what we're talking about. We're not talking about just helping people with their physical. We're We're talking about helping people with their physical, their emotional, and also mental, right? So there's so many different aspects of health, and they all need to be taken into account, not just one. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I do know that you inspire a lot of people. And is what you do, is it focused and aimed towards helping just women or men as well? Or is it tailored towards women in particular? I love this question. Um, If you follow me on social media, right, and also when back then when you and I worked together, I've always always focused on helping women 
And I focused on helping women because A, I'm a woman. <laughs> B, our physiology is different. You know, our hormones are very different. The things mm -hmm. and situations that women go through um, are very unique as well. I'm not talking just about childbirth. I'm not talking just about menopause. I'm talking also about cultural predispositions that are engraved into being a woman versus being a man as well. I'm talking about the fact that, you know, primary caregiving, um also the ones who are expected to take care of majority of things and stuff like that so that inherit inherited guilt of sitting down and doing nothing that a woman has i know very little men who feel guilty when they take time off and just relax whereas when a woman takes time off she feels like oh no i should be taking care of the kids i should be doing the dishes uh thinking about shopping lists thinking about so many to relate to all that and because I have experienced that I am experiencing all these things I have decided to work with women however there's so many men who have approached me and we have had conversations and based on their answers and based on how they approached me I then decided whether I want to take them on or not and yes I am taking on men as well currently just started working with a lovely gentleman in his 60s who um, came across me and he decided he wants to work with me and after our initial conversation and after me realizing that he's serious about his health and is not just one of those people who can waste your time I decided that yes I will give him my time because he deserves my time as well he deserves my expertise and just because someone's of different gender it doesn't mean that I'm going to turn them away so I do go through selection process absolutely I make sure that a person is ready to be coached by me and not many are so I don't just take anyone on board okay so that's your professional life and you've got a website is that correct I do. Yes. yeah okay what's the website just in case which I'm pretty sure you'll have tweaked people's interest. What is the website? Monica? It's www.monicagostic.com. Simple as that. Brilliant. And the the group the, that you have formed with the acronym BAD, <laughs> that is on Facebook as well. Would that be correct? Yes. So if you go into a Facebook search bar, you can type in breaking B dot A dot D dot breaking bad. And my group is going to come up. It's all about health, nutrition and science. And we've got very stimulating discussions. Um, I make myself available there for questions. And you can also post your favorite recipes. They might inspire someone. So um I work in two ways for, with people. Um, there's some free coaching happening in my community, but uh, mostly I do one-to-one -one coaching because it's obviously very specialized and I have to do a lot of research into people's personal situations, health situations. But then I also have a membership, which is really fun group of like-minded people who are there with the goal of improving their health. One way or another, they're all very unique. They're all very different. So the way that I've designed my coaching is group coaching, yet personal 
personalized, if that makes sense. So yes, you're in the group, but you get your very own personalized feedback and coaching with it. So it's not a blueprinted situation like many other groups have or like um, a standard personal trainer, for example, would offer you. It's really highly specialized. It is group. However, it's still personalized. You talked about a holistic approach um, to what you do, and I, I actually totally believe in that, you know, in my whole life as well, you know. Um, so taking aside all the professional things that you do, which are really great inspiring, um, what do you do then for fun? Tell us, Monica. You know, because we, <laughs> so we, we need fun in our lives. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lightheartedness. Let, let me know and, yeah, others who are listening, what you do for fun. Well, you do know about my dancing because that's where we've met. Um, yeah. Absolutely love moving my body. Quite funny, I actually started off as a musician. So when I was young, I was playing clarinet. And I was a musician for 12 years of my life. So I played, I rehearsed, I joined various different brass bands and orchestras and folklore groups. It's a European thing. Um, so I've done that and I've never actually enjoyed sports purely because at that time of my life, I was so big that any sort of movement hurt me. But I've always enjoyed dancing. I always have. I just never actually done it Um structured i've never went for classes it was just like oh let's dance and i love that so when i've lost all that weight that also freed me to start exploring the physical aspect of the things that i enjoy so i started dancing more and i was able to dance without pain in my hips and knees and all of that and i started attending a lot of salsa classes when i was doing my phd here in scotland i've traveled to aberdeen for salsa a lot i traveled to edinburgh glasgow and i've learned lots of different moves and i learned how to dance salsa i just really became a part of that community which was and is absolutely fantastic so that it's also things that I like to explore. So it's not just the salsa that I dance. I also I quite enjoy various different dances. And this is why I try to uh, dance tango. And this is where we've met at a tango workshop. And I found it's very interesting. However, I identified a little bit more with the freedom of salsa instead <laughs> with tango. So I never pursued it. But, you know, nevertheless, I enjoyed it. It's a great experience. And I met fantastic friends, obviously. Um, so that's one thing that I love to do for fun. It's amazing for body and soul because you do move your body. So you get this endorphin rush. Yeah, so dancing has been fantastic for body and mind. It's, it's always such a great uh, community of people, like-minded people who are just there for the banter. We all just show up. We dance with each other. We have great time. You make connections. You meet new friends. And it's just such an incredible environment. So that's one of my things that I do in my free time as hobbies. And of course, I'm trying to live to the fullest. Or, um, I'm trying to model to the fullest how it is to be bad, how it is to break bad. So um, all about balance, being authentic and being deserving. So within balance, obviously, 
dancing falls into it. Um, I'm aspiring athlete. I compete for Scottish powerlifting. So this is something that I really, really enjoy. Never thought I was going to fall in love with physical, you know, movement with exercise, but here I am. And um, I've actually started powerlifting after I became a mom and completely fell in love with the sport, fell in love with my own progress. Um, again, powerlifting is as much as your head, in your head, as is in your body. And it's just such a fantastic sport to really see yourself progress as a person and as an athlete. And I always like to say, it's not a competition against others. It's me versus me. And it's me being better than I was the week before or the month before. So this is why the sport just gave me so much. It gave me confidence. It gave me strength. Um, my body reshaped completely. I've learned that carbs are not my enemy. In fact, carbs are what makes me full of energy and makes me a better lifter as well. So it's just helped me reshape my relationship with food, helped me re reshape my relationship with my body. And at the same time, the times when things don't go according to plan, where my body decides that today I'm not going to lift what you decided to lift. Those are the days when it becomes mental as well. And you start working through these blocks in your mind and allowing yourself to be deserving of a break, allowing yourself to say, right, it's not a bad thing if I do the training, but lower the weights. And you just learn so much about who you are as a person as well, as an athlete. So that falls really nicely into my breaking BAD. And um, yeah, as I said, I'm also a mom. So a lot of my time goes towards my daughter. We do a lot of things together. She actually runs programs with me. I don't do it just by myself, but whenever she can, she's with me on Zooms. She speaks to my clients. She is just developing into this leader who also then brings the message of health of being balanced to her peers in her school which just fills me up with joy and pride really um one example is when we went to mcdonald's and she loves happy meal and um, i asked her what what she would like in the happy meal and she said right i'm gonna have a burger and as a side she said i'm going to choose cucumber steaks and water and i said oh interesting choices why did you choose that and she said because i like to be balanced and that like coming out of a seven-year-old's mouth is just wow mind-blowing i was so proud like she knows that it's absolutely fine to have a burger she's not feeling guilty for eating junk food but she also knows that she's going to be helping her body if she balances that meal with cucumber sticks and water you know it's things like that so um i do quite a lot of things i'm very busy individual but busy because i have so many passions in my life and i like to live my life to the fullest and i just want to tell whoever is listening this that whatever dream you have and whatever goal you have in your life 
you can achieve it. It will it won't be easy. It will take time. It will take development and a lot of frustration. But if you never quit on your dream, if you never quit on your goal, then you will 100% get to it. So it's been really great catching up with you again over Zoom. And I do hope that you've helped people by what you've said. I'm sure you have. So hopefully we will um, see you at either a dance event or somewhere else soon. Thanks, Monica, for the Zoom chat today. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I, I'm really just hoping that whoever is listening to this is getting inspired by your guests and is taking action in their life because that's that's what it matters, right? So we're just here spreading the love. Absolutely. Okay, grand. Thanks and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. The place where your mind and soul is nourished with all varieties of information on being creative, healthy and wealthy on the inside. See you at the next episode and remember, keep healthy and wealthy and connected to the best you possible.